There's that saying that I have always loved. It's actually at the end of Happy for No Reason. And I think it's a saying that is needed now more than ever. It goes like this. When there is light in the soul, there will be beauty in the person. When there is beauty in the person, there will be harmony in the house. When there is harmony in the house, there will be order in the nation. And when there is order in the nation, there will be peace in this world. Hi everyone, it's Dr. Anna Kabeca. I am the Girlfriend Doctor. It is my mission and my passion to help women live better lives before, during, and after menopause. So welcome to the Girlfriend Doctor podcast. It is an intimate place for intimate conversation, and I am here for you. You can ask or tell me anything. There is no shame, no guilt, no apologies allowed. We really do pull back the curtain on all things related to women's health sexual health, libido, PMS, menopause. Mm -hmm. We talk about it. Our goal is to shine a light on your overall wellness, mind, body, and spirit. So let's get started. Today, I have a beautiful friend and guest who I am just thrilled to be interviewing. I have today on our call, Marcy Shimhoff. We're really going to talk today about, you know, one of my pillars is about how you are showing up in the world. And do we have an awareness? What is the internal awakening that needs to happen to overcome our limitless potential? And Marcy is absolutely a pro at doing this. She is a well-known, famous rock star, New York Times bestselling author, a world-renowned transformational teacher, and an expert on happiness, success, and unconditional love. Marcy these books include, oh my gosh, the best books, her bestsellers, Happy for No Reason, Love for No Reason, and six titles in the phenomenally successful Chicken Soup for the Women's Soul series. Her books have sold more than 16 million copies worldwide in 33 languages and have topped all the major bestsellers list and has been on the New York Times bestseller list for a total of 121 weeks. Marcy is one of the best-selling female nonfiction authors of all time. She's also the host of the national PBS television special called Happy for No Reason and is featured teacher in The Secret and is the narrator of the award-winning film Happy. Marcy currently co-leads a worldwide program called Your Year of Miracles with thousands of participants from 72 countries. I am one of them. And she's inspired millions more people around the world, as well as dedicated to helping all of us live more miraculous, empowered, and joy-filled lives. So y'all, couldn't we use more about this? We could use more of this for sure. I'm excited to bring you on and share you with my community. I've been so looking forward to this call. Welcome, Marcy. Beautiful to have you here. Thank you. It's so great to get to be with you and your wonderful community. I absolutely love the work that you're doing, and I am a huge fan of yours. So it's an honor to get to be here. Well, Marcy, tell my audience a little bit more about your, about your journey and about your story. I am the last person in the world that one would expect would be teaching about happiness and living a miraculous life. I was born depressed. I came out of the womb with what I call existential angst. I had a great family, but I just had this dark cloud around me when I was a little kid. You know, all the other kids were out in the street playing and I was worrying about 
the condition of the world. And, um, and I was pretty, pretty depressed. And the way that I got over it was I ate. I was a sugar addict and was probably 35 pounds overweight in high school. And when I was in my early 20s, I realized I, I really want to be happy in this life. So I did what a lot of people do. I set five goals for myself. And I figured once I get these five goals, that's it. I'll have exactly what I need to be happy. And I'm going to share with you those five goals because I think that a lot of people will be able to relate. My five goals were I wanted to have a, a wonderful husband or life partner, fabulous friends, a comfortable home, and the equivalent of Halle Berry's body. <laughs> now, I got four out of the five. I do not have Halle Berry's body. <laughs> so, I, you know, I got four out of the five. No, not Halle Berry's body, but a healthy body. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I really worked hard, like a lot of people do, to get all my ducks in a row to be happy. And I had a turning point moment. It was in 1998. I had three books in the top five on the New York Times bestseller list at the same time. And I had just finished giving a speech to 8,000 people. I had autographed 5,432 books. I felt like a, an author rock star. And I remember going up to my hotel room after, the, after autographing that last book. And I walked over to the big windows overlooking Lake Michigan. It was in Chicago. And I took it in. And I turned around. And I fell onto the bed. And I burst into tears. And I burst into tears because I realized that I had achieved everything I thought I needed to be happy. And I still felt that deep emptiness inside. And I said, this is it. I can't, I can't continue to fool myself into thinking that the next, next thing is just going to make me happy. So that's when I dropped everything and I started studying happiness. And I interviewed people and I started doing the things they told me to do. And it worked. I went from probably a D plus in happiness back then to an A. And it doesn't mean that I'm still not working on it. I'm always working on it. I'm a work in progress. But I do have an inner solid state of happiness that I know that anybody can have. Well, and I think that is, is so evident in your work and in your presence. And I think this is so essential right now. I talk about the peace that surpasses all understanding and how we can gain that despite our external circumstances, no matter what we're dealing with. And I think over the past weeks, as we've been exposed to the fear of the pandemic of the coronavirus and what's next and how do we protect our family? How do we navigate this and, and what our reality is? I mean, it really did. It flashed me back that first week to after my son's death. And my world was spiraling down. And how could I ever be happy again? I could never even be okay again. And going through that process, like I, so I was experiencing these flashbacks till I remembered what got me out of it to begin with. It's like what you focus on expands, right? Gratitude. I'm so there's so much in my life to be grateful for. And despite the external circumstances of what we're dealing with, how do we gain that? One of my favorite scriptures is from Philippians chapter four, verse eight. And it is whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is trustworthy, whatever is of good report, I mean, all those things that are beautiful, good, and and we can be grateful for to focus on those things. And that scripture is on my wall and I just leaning into it at this time, leaning into 
that where we put our attention on is where we're going. So are we fear-based or love-based? And I, I could I could definitely use more happiness all around me, and especially as I'm working to help my daughters navigate this time period in their life. One is home from college. Will she ever finish her college education? My daughter is my youngest, who's 12, is homeschooling. Marcy, I want her to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're not alone in that. I think a lot of people are feeling that way. So true. So, so help us navigate this. How have you, how have you done it and how do you help so many? You have millions of followers. How do you help us do it? The very first thing that I think is really important to know is that we all have what's called a happiness set point. And it's like, whether it's good or bad, we will tend to go back to or hover around our thermostat setting unless we do something consciously to change it. So the key to our happiness is not the changing of the outside circumstances. It's actually the raising of the happiness set point. To me, that's freedom. I think everybody in the world should know this. So how is the happiness set point determined? You're born with it. I was not born with happy genes but it's only 10% your circumstances. That is such a small piece of the pie. And yet that's what everybody is focusing on in order to be happier. But it's only 10% of it is our circumstances. The other 40% is our habits of thoughts and behavior. That's the piece that really matters. We can change our habits of thoughts and behavior. And when we do that, we raise our happiness set point. Now, I'm going to take it a step further and say that the field of science that studies our genes, they've found that that 50% that's genetic, that can be influenced or changed by changing our habits of thoughts and behavior, which says that 90% of our happiness set point can be changed by our habits. Well, hey, that, you know, hallelujah, that is great, great news. That's freedom. And I love what you said earlier, because here we are in the midst of this pandemic and people are freaking out and all of that. Well, the reality is, is that you're going to end up adjusting to your regular happiness set point. Once we're a few months into this, you're going to adjust to your regular happiness set point, but you can raise that happiness set point. And we can all take this opportunity right now to do that, to raise our happiness set point. It's sort of like, you know, a crisis comes around. That's what lights a spark under us. That's what says, hey, I got to do something about my life. This is the perfect opportunity. This is the wake up call. This is the time to global time out. And let's reset our happiness set point. I love it. So how are, we, how are we doing this? How do we do this? What are some of these steps that you teach and you recommend? Good. So let's get really practical. I found that there's 21 main habits and these habits fall into seven different categories. And I want to go through each of these seven, each person who's listening to, to see where am I the weakest? Because what you want to do is you want to focus where you're the weakest to raise your happiness set point. So I know that people have a hard time remembering seven of anything. So I created a metaphor. I call it building your inner home for happiness. A home has seven elements to it. It's got a foundation. It's got four corner pillars. It's got a roof and it's got a garden. And here's how this relates to your inner home for happiness. The foundation is taking responsibility for your life and your happiness. 
And the reality is, those of you who are here listening to this, you probably already have that one down. You're actually taking responsibility for living a better life by, by listening to this podcast, by connecting in with, with uh, Dr. Anna and all of that. So you're probably doing pretty well there. Then you've got the four corner pillars, the pillar of the mind, the body, the heart, and the soul. The mind is your thoughts. Do your thoughts support your happiness? The body, do you have the biochemistry of happiness? Do you have the right biochemistry? Do you have enough endorphins, serotonin, oxytocin, all the great things that you talk about? Then there's the heart. Do you live with an open heart? Do you have gratitude, forgiveness, loving kindness? People who are happy are open-hearted. And then there's the soul. Do you feel connected to the soul? And that means, do you feel connected to the greater energy of the universe? I don't care what you call it. You can call it God, divine, love, nature, intelligence. It doesn't matter. But it matters that you feel your soul is connected to this greater energy. And then there's the roof of your home for happiness. The roof is your purpose or passion in life. Are you living an inspired life? Are you doing what you're here on this planet to be doing? And then finally, there's the garden. And the garden has to do with who you're surrounding yourself with. Do you have weeds in your garden, toxic people? Or do you have a lot of roses and gardenias, people who are uplifting? So I want you to look at all seven of those areas. And I'm going to ask you, Anna, to, to, to confess and tell me, you know, which of those are you the weakest in? So taking responsibility for your life or your mind, your heart, your body, your soul, living an inspired life or who you surround yourself with. So time to time to fess up. What one do you think you're the weakest in? They all could use some tweaking. We, I could be doing some tweaking in all of them. I think general maintenance is in order. Is that an option for an answer? <laughs> general maintenance. I let them? you get away with it. <laughs> of those, which area do you think needs the most general maintenance? Okay, That's okay. The other question. Let's see. I, I think it's my garden. Do you need the most general maintenance? Mm -hmm. I think it's my garden, actually, which is very interesting because in reality, my garden needs to be like mowed over and rebuilt. And I think I've, I've really honed in on the most important relationships for me. And that is my inner circle of my children and my team. And I've kind of been weeding in this recent uh, season, kind of forced to weed right now as we isolate, right? Our direction of who we choose to spend time with and who we communicate with is, is now more important than ever that we maintain those positive communications. And I, I definitely feel like nurturing more and bringing more of the healthy, beautiful community. I'm part of a group called the Unicorns. This group of amazing women and entrepreneurs and leaders of their, their um, business, home and families. And it's been really good to stay tapped into that group during this time to see how much giving is being done and how much goodness there is in this world. And it also continues to inspire me to step up. But then just makes me think of my garden, which I've got to plant a beautiful organic herb garden and just everything right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thank you for, you know, sharing that. Uh, I, I love how authentic and open you are. And, um, and here's the thing, we each have our Achilles heel. For me, it's the body. It's actually, that's where I need to spend my greatest attention and energy. You know, I find if I don't exercise, if I don't do the things that you suggest that, that, that I do, that people suggest that I do, 
my happiness can be challenged, you know? And so that's where I need to make sure that I focus. For many, many people, it's the mind. You know, we have 60,000 thoughts a day. For the average person, 80% of those thoughts are negative. It's called the negativity bias. My friend Rick Hansen, yeah, my friend Rick Hansen, he calls it the Velcro Teflon syndrome. He said our minds are like Velcro for the negative. The negative just sticks, whereas the positives are like Teflon. The Teflon, they just slide off. And what I've found is that happy people have reversed that tendency so that they, they Teflon the negatives. They let those slide away and they Velcro the positives. Let me just give you an example. You get 10 compliments in a day and one criticism. What do you remember at the end of the day? I know. I know. I've been terrible about that. Most people. So what we want to do is we want to, we want to actually create new neural pathways in the brain for, that, for the positives. And can I tell you the three steps they tell people that the, the happiness researchers have found we need to do to Velcro the positives? Three simple steps. Please share. Number one, be on the lookout for them. So the first one is to just be on the lookout for the positives. It's They are out there. We have a billion bits of information that come our way every second. And we only notice what it is we're on the lookout for. Happy people are actually on the lookout for the positives. So what I say is pretend that you are a detective. Actually, one of the women that I interviewed for Happy for No Reason said that she pretends that she's the Academy Awards Committee. And her job every day is to give out five Academy Awards. So she, you know, one day she'll be out on a walk in the park and she'll see a little cute fluffy white dog and she'll go, oh, that dog gets the cutest dog of the day award. So I think now, especially we're in the midst of this pandemic and there's so much out there that's not good news, but there's also a lot of good news. So be on the lookout for the good news. That's step number one. I like that. That's a really strong step. I mean, and I like the concept of award. I think as a friend of mine coached me in my child rearing time, which is still ongoing, that um, five positives to one criticism, right? Five accolades to one constructive criticism. And um, yeah. be very conscientious of that, that it's also followed with more, you know, to really focus on what they are doing right versus what they're doing wrong. And I think that's probably... Uh, one of the other big challenges I faced as a physician and and as I've really always look into the nuances of what could be wrong in the future of this patient based on multiple factors. I call it my seven keys. And so I've always focused on, okay, well, what could happen? Like what's What could go wrong, right? So here we need to address this now so it doesn't as well as healing what's wrong. And so from that perspective, doing that in work, I mean, that does not work in the family. That does not work in an intimate relationship. No. Yeah. So it's it's a really great training to be on this lookout for the, for the good, but it's not enough. That's for the first step. It's not enough to just notice it. The second step is that we have to savor it. Savor it means you really take it in and let it settle into your cells. So if you see a beautiful sunset, you can just notice it. It's not going to actually create new neural pathways in the brain. But if you savor it, and what scientists found is that it takes 20 seconds to savor the good. 
So you want to actually take it in for 20 seconds. You want to look at that beautiful sunset for 20 seconds and just really appreciate it and feel it and love it and be with it. 20 seconds is enough time to allow that to, to take, take over. And then the third step is actually what you just mentioned, and that is the, the five to one ratio. Five positives for every one negative. So if you do notice that you've got a negative going on, you've got to quickly replace it with five positives. And so those are, those are the ways that we can start to rebuild new circuitry in the brain to make us more predisposed for happiness. I love those. I love those tips. And I think that other parts savor it, you know, that comes to mindfulness, doesn't it? Yeah. Savor it means to be aware, to really let it sink in, you know, instead of gobbling down your food to savor your food means you're experiencing it. It's the same with our life experience. We can gobble it down and not even actually enjoy it. Or we can savor what's delicious. You know, savor that that I'm sitting in this wonderfully comfortable room right now, getting to have this. You know, that's that's pretty awesome. It is so awesome, Marcy. It's awesome to be here with you. I'm just feeling my oxytocin rise, just having this good talk about happiness and and really how to make more of it despite our external circumstances. So one thing in my community too is as well as me, you know, sequestered, so to speak, with my children at home. Conflict at home, tension between, you know, partners, between kids, between, you know. How can, if like their situation, many clients have always said, okay, I really don't even want to talk to my husband right now. I'm just furious, angry. I'm like, well, let me fix the hormonal component. You know, I was just going to say, if it's, if you only hate your husband two weeks out of the month, it's not your husband necessarily, it's your hormones. But, you know, especially close quarters and the financial stressors, relationship stressors that many people are experiencing right now, what is, what is your message to them? And what is a tool they can do right now each day that is going to light them up? I've got a couple tools that I would suggest. One, one comes back to what you said earlier, which is appreciation. You know, my husband and I play something called the appreciation game. And you can play it with your family. It's very simple, the appreciation game. And that is, we do it before we go to sleep. It's something I appreciate about you is. And you go back and forth three or four times, and it just changes the whole energy. So focusing on what you appreciate about the person, you know, something I appreciate about you is that you made me laugh today. Something I appreciate about you is that you're so positive in the midst of this. You know, what are the things that you can appreciate about those that you're with? So certainly I think that's a fabulous thing to do, especially as we are, uh, you know, sheltering in place, some of us and, uh, and have time, more time with people around us to get in the habit of playing the appreciation game. The other I'm going to suggest one is I love this and it's called the do-over. My husband and I do a lot of do-overs. You know, we are such habituated creatures. We just respond, we react. And if we can get a chance to do it over again, most often we would. So rather than going deeply into, I can't believe you did that, we sometimes just turn to each other and go, 
do you want to do a do-over of that? That didn't feel good. Do you want to do a do-over? And we get it right away and go, oh yeah, that didn't feel good. Let's do a do-over. It's such a simple little, and it can really, really work. If you said something that wasn't the, didn't come out the way you wanted it to, you can say, you know what? Let me do a do-over. So those are simple things. If there's something deeper, there's a process that I absolutely love called nonviolent communication. It's uh, the abbreviation is NVC, nonviolent communication. And I have it in uh, Happy for No Reason. It's one of the techniques and tools that we recommend using long to explain here in a, in a simplified version. But you can even just Google NVC or nonviolent communication and learn that, that, uh, that way of dealing with conflict. And it's beautiful. Okay, that sounds great. And um, I definitely like the do-over. I think like that has so much grace to it, grace and forgiveness. I always tell clients when I talk about forgiveness, it's not about uh, the other person, it's about you. And we can work in, in that forgiveness mindset and having that grace to allow that do-over is beautiful. Now, Marcy, you have your Happy for No Reason workbook, right? Yes. And you're sharing that with my community Will you tell my community about that and then also how to get a hold of you? I would love to. Thank you so much. So these days we need, I think, these tips and tools more than ever. As I mentioned to you, there are 21 happiness habits and they fall into these seven main categories. And the Happy for No Reason workbook that I'm offering to all of you is all 21 of those habits. And what practice that you can do for each one. So something practice assessment to see where is it that you're weakest in your happiness? Where do you need to focus? So that is my gift to you. And may you, and and please share it also with your, your family, your, your coworkers. I have families that together work on this. I mean, there's no better time to, to help raise a happiness set point than with children. That is the time. I, I love that. And especially now that there's that opportunity to spend more time to dig deep. I think we're going to print that out and use it for all of us. Thank you for sharing that. We'll pro- provide a link to it. And also your website, Marcy. Easy. Happyfornoreason.com. Happy for F-O-R, no reason.com. And that's just about having an inner state of peace and well-being that doesn't depend on your circumstances. So when we are going through challenging circumstances, we can be resilient and bounce back. I love it. I love it. Okay. So a question that I'm just throwing at you spontaneously. I know you love some of my products. You want to share anything, a product that you love? Keto Green Shake. Yum. I love it. And I'm... I am such a big fan of everything that you do. The other product I love of yours is your Juva Derm. I use it every day. Jelva, Jelva. Jelva. Oh my God. Jelva, like Volva. Jelva. Jelva. <laughs> I've been using this for about four months and I got husband thanks you very much as well. I've told a million people about it. So ha, if you're not using the Jelva, go use it right away. <laughs> You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. All right, everyone. Happy for no reason. Marcy Shimhoff, amazing. Definitely her books, New York Times bestsellers, a fabulous read. Can I share one other thing before we close? 
There's a saying that I have always loved. It's actually at the end of Happy for No Reason. And I think it's a saying that is needed now more than ever. It's about why I'm so passionate about each one of us being happy. You know, people always say, isn't that selfish? You know, wanting to be happy. What about the rest of the world? Well, here is this Chinese right now. And that it goes like this. When there is light in the soul, there will be beauty in the person. When there is beauty in the person, there will be harmony in the house. When there is harmony in the house, there will be peace in this world. And my prayer and my wish for each of us is that we know that light in our own souls. And then that light in our own souls brings our bodies great health. And that through this, we can be lights for the entire world right now. Mm, that is so beautiful. That is really Really beautiful. And definitely we need to hear that. We need to hear that again and again and again. So I'm going to ask you to say that quote again. <laughs> so we can one more time. When there is light in the soul, there will be beauty in the person. When there is beauty in the person, there will be harmony in the house. When there is harmony in the house, there will be order in the nation. And when there is order in the nation, there will be peace in this world. Mm, I love that. And it comes down to it starts with us, right? And it's something I tell moms when we have to worry about our kids or we're worrying about our partner. And, you know, it is, it really starts with the self-care, this light in our soul, right? Beauty in the person, harmony in the home. Oh my gosh, that is, that is oxytocin. That is good. That is good stuff. Marcy, thank you. Thank you for being with me today. And I appreciate your time. I love our relationship and continuing to grow. And I will definitely have you back on my show because there's more that we're going to need to hear from you and keep digging deep in this area. Bless you for the work that you're doing, your year of miracles. We didn't even talk about it. Your year of miracles transformation program is fabulous. I've been doing that now for a few months and I just I just love it. I love the the connection, the spirit, the community that you've brought together there and how you really are exemplifying how positive community works in a I mean it's just a therapeutic environment. It's fabulous. And you also again shining that light on each and every one of us as we as we go through your year of miracles transformation. Loving it, Marcy. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. Thank you for all you're doing. All right, everyone. That was Marcy Shimhoff. Really, her books, Happy for No Reason. Please get that in her Happy for No Reason at happyfornoreason.com forward slash workbook. You can get her free workbook. I want to share with you a testimonial from my community, especially after hearing, you know, I, Marcy loving all my products. I have, I love to hear that. We had a client write in just this week about how she was really struggling with her sexual health with vaginal dryness for the past several years. And she, no lie, went to over three physicians looking for help. And the help that was offered was estrogen vaginal cream. And it just wasn't working. She was frustrated, struggling with incontinence, struggling. And it was just bringing a lot of conflict into her home and into her relationship. She just didn't feel good. And then also the intimacy was completely left on the side table, so to speak. So she was 
referred to Jolva and started using it. And honestly, in just three months, she said it completely has transitioned her life and certainly her vulva. Remember what I call clitoris to anus, the most valuable real estate we have. That is so true. So keeping that healthy does make a difference. And it's hard to even say like when our body's not healthy, how it can affect other aspects in our life. It can affect our, our mental well-being. You know, a body, healthy body, healthy mind, right, means they work together, healthy mind, healthy body. It's a combination. Physiology drives our behavior. If we're uncomfortable, if we're having aches and pains, we have to get rid of that. So you guys know my new book is Keto Green 16, a kick butt program to really get us in mastering our major hormones. And the most important one, oxytocin, the hormone of love and connection. And yes, of course, there's a 16 day dietary program with intermittent fasting to master insulin and cortisol about that body pillar that Marcy talked about too. I mean, one of our foundational, like Biblically, we talk about the temple of our spirit, right? Our body is the temple of our spirit. It's really, go back to biblical times, thinking of the initial Greek translation, the word for temple is cathedral, the cathedral of our spirit. Our body is the cathedral of our spirit. So paying attention to it, nurturing it, fortifying it, strengthening it, increasing the health of our foundation makes all the difference in the world. So I'm just loving on you community. I am here for you and so happy to be your girlfriend doctor. So see you next time.